You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my girlfriends and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have with me Kirsten Lindquist, who I met via her publicist because she has a new book out last night that kept me up later than I care to admit. So if I'm searching for words today, it's all Kirsten's fault. (laughs) Kirsten is a mother of three and an author of multiple faith-based books, including Where's My Crown for Acting Like Everything is Fine? A Guide to Royally Surviving Life's Waiting Periods. She's an Emmy Award-winning broadcast news journalist and a host at QVC. She lives with her family on a sunny hill in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and she wears a tiara at home to stay sane. They spend their free time in warm climates, preferably with sand. Kirsten, thank you so much for being with me today. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. You spread such joy. It's great. Oh, thank you so much. Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? Oh, goodness. Well, mommy first, TV person, author, and lover of Jesus all kind of goes second. I guess my husband's in there as well up at the top. Um, So I'm I'm a wife as well. Uh I am fitness, faith, family. Those are kind of my my big three. And uh, I am a survivor of infertility and adoption multiple times, which has really kind of made me who I am today. Tell me how old your kids are. I have a four-year-old and a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old. Two girls and a boy. Two girls are older. Oh, next I'm going to read your earlier book, which is about that process, right? Of your infertility and your adoption. It's kind of the memoir of that period of your life. Is that correct? Yeah. So I was in news at ABC while I got pregnant and was adopting at the same time because of years of infertility. So it happened kind of together. And my viewers were like, why has she gone on two maternity leaves? So I started writing a blog. And I started to find all these women who had similar infertility stories and were in this dark place and they weren't sharing. So I started Mm. to share and that turned into that book because I think women need a safe place to do the whole, well, me too. I went through that as well and feel like there's hope. So that's how that book started. Awesome. And that was a huge waiting period for me, which is what kind of prompted book number two, which is all about surviving life's waiting period. I love your emphasis that we need to live in the waiting because once we wait for one thing and it happens, then of course we're going to start waiting for another thing. So you can't just grit your teeth and squint your eyes and wait for the waiting to be over, right? Because we're constantly waiting for something our entire lives. Absolutely. If you're always thinking, well, when I just get to this place, when this is over, when I can just get there, once you get there, there's going to be another wait. So what we need to do is figure out how we can just find the joy and live and learn in those waits because life is all about waiting. Yes, that is so, so good. It's such a great point. I'm not sure I've ever thought about it in those terms before. I love a new thought exercise and a new way of looking at the world. It's awesome. (laughs) Okay, because I'm a shopper. Before we started recording, you and I were talking about some of our favorite boots. We both live in snowy climates. Yes. Tell me all about the QVC situation. I got to hear all about it. Oh, it's a wonder. It's just such a joyful job. I mean, it's exactly what you Aww. would think in terms of of happy. It's a it's a community of wonderful hosts and guests, and then we have a wonderful community of shoppers and. You know, I moved from news to QVC, and people were like, "Really, Emmy award winning journalist going to home shopping?" and I found such a place because I could share stories. It's very much like my writing. I can share stories. I can share my life. There's no script. Yes, there's products in front of you, but 
at this point in my career, I'm at a place where they're all the products I love. I design some right. of them. I do fitness and I do fun clothes. And so I really have the best time. It is such a blessing. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you about that. <laughs> I just, it sounds like my dream job too, except for I think being in front of people all day would exhaust me. But you know, I'm a person who has reinvented herself as well. I'm a family physician and then I retired to raise my kids. And then I started a blog and I designed a, a line of women's loungewear that is in the factory as we speak, ready to, wow. over to Yeah. And um, the thing I'm so excited about is probably not even, I mean, I don't even know if it'll be that productive, but it sounds like so much fun is to have little booths at little fairs so that I can show people my stuff. That's why I think it's the brilliance of QVC is because I can't just put a two dimensional picture of this product up and do it justice. I got to be able to show people like, why is this so fabulous? What are all the details I put into it? Why are you going to live in this thing? So I get it so much fun. And that's the difference, right? That's what makes us such a fun place to be and makes us always so relevant is we can show you and get excited about it. Yes. And then while you're doing that, you're connecting, you're telling your story, you're promoting your message, whether you mean to or not, just because you are who you are and you're Mm -hmm. allowed to be who you are. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay. Let's do our rapid fire questions. What was your first job? (laughs) I was a roller skating snowflake at Disneyland. What? That sounds awesome. (laughs) If you're a good roller skater, wait, were you, I'm imagining the snowflake was really wide. Huge. (laughs) I was in the parades and when you fell on your back, the other snowflakes had to come help you up like a turtle. And if it was too windy, you got cut from the parade that day. Yeah. And it was in a white (laughs) unitard. Oh Lord have mercy. Horrible. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You're like, okay, not only do I look lumpy, but (laughs) one week out of four, this is going to be a real practice in Mirage, right? Like, exactly. I, oh, that's awesome. Okay. What was your, wait, I have more questions. How did you get a job at Disney as a kid? Were you like a professional roller skater or what happened there? How'd you land that job? Well, you had to be 15. 15 was the cutoff and I wasn't hmm. quite, but I kind of omitted that and I made it through all of the auditions because it's a big audition process because I grew up being a dancer. Okay. And then they decided to keep me. They had to bring on like a chaperone for the middle of the night when we were wow. there practicing. Yeah, it was fun. Did you know you were applying to be a snowflake or was it just sort of no. an all call general? Okay. It was all <laughs> called like, general dancing yeah, and they're like, job. wait, I'm a snowflake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then you had like you kept on making it through all the different rounds, and they're like, "Can you skate?" And I was like, "Sure, I can skate." And there we go. At least you weren't trying to serve food on roller skates. That <laughs> makes me anxious just thinking about it. I don't no, know how those you. people do it. What's your favorite phone app? Oh, uh, well, the Bible app is my favorite phone yes. app. I'm on that every single day. Mine's U version. I'm doing the chronological Bible on U version, and I'm in my third year. I'm only halfway through. I'm like, I don't have to do it in a year. It's supposed to be if you do it every day, right. it takes a year. Like, no, well. no pressure. You do not have to finish it in a year. Just keep going. Yeah. Okay. If you knew you could not fail, what would you do? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I would sail around the world. Oh. Yes, for sure. Boats are our happy place, our entire family. We have a little one. I grew up on boats, but if money were not an issue and skill and rogue waves, Stacey. I would just go yep. take my entire family, live on a boat and sail around the world. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I love this question. What is the weirdest thing in your purse? Uh, hot sauce. Oh, wow. Brilliant. 
Um, I carry around, to, we call it Chahula Hula. I don't think that's the, how you pronounce it. Cholula. Cholula. <laughs> we love Cholula in our family too. I carry around little packets of that and a little thing of Tabasco sauce. And actually, I, so actually the weirdest thing is that I have three different versions of spicy <laughs> And then Not I- just hot sauce. A buffet <laughs> of hot sauce. Little tiny shakers of Tarjine. T-A-R-J-I-N. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong as well. I have no clue. So I love spice. And I also carry my own food everywhere. So sometimes there'll be tuna in my bag. So maybe it's just the food in general that I carry uh-huh. is odd. Tuna. Right. So those envelopes that have the tuna. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. the tiny. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love yeah. it. Okay. You are prepared, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and you like things that taste good. Yes. I'm with you on that. Spice it up, baby. What movie line gets quoted in your house? I was told there would be no math. Is that a movie line or is that from? I don't know, but I love it. It (laughs) it is. Yes. I think it's from vacation or something like that. We are not good at math. So homeschooling is not our thing right now. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. What is the most amazing thing you've ever won? Well, I won a dance competition on spring break down in Key West when I was in in college. That's impressive. With a guy that I didn't really want to be my boyfriend, but he kind of was. And so it was fine. I think think we got free dinner. I guess I could say winning an Emmy was a wonderful, wonderful thing. But in terms of fun, dance contest, Key West in college, come on. It's an award for doing something super silly, fun, and awesome yes. instead of just doing your job, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yep. I'm with you. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our embarrassing moments as women who most of the time look like we have our stuff together <laughs> so that... Everyone else knows that no one is as fancy as they look. So what do you have for us today? Oh, stories galore. Yay. And the beauty of what I do is that you have to just break that third wall and let people into all the funny stuff that happens. Otherwise, you know, you're not doing your job the right way. So I'll start with, so I have a small bladder. I'll just start there. Mm-hmm. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a little tiny, tiny small bladder. Dug on. And I hydrate a lot because I'm a big fan of fitness and health and things like that. So my job has always been kind of difficult because right now my job is to stand up and talk on TV for three to four hours straight without any breaks. Oh, oh my gosh. And we've been begging them, you know, bathrooms on set would be great. But when I was a reporter, we used to go out on live shots and I worked in Las Vegas and I was working out of a truck, a live shot, and there was some kind of problem with the infrastructure. And so we were in the middle, like think of your biggest, where all of your freeways or highways intersect in a big city, like in Los Angeles or in this case, So you're in the middle of the spaghetti bowl, basically. (laughs) Middle of the spaghetti bowl in Las Vegas, exactly where I was. And we were parked there for eight hours and I couldn't hold it and we couldn't leave so oh gosh. like i dare i say hundreds of thousands of people driving by and i have to pee behind the um the truck and i'm with men i'm with just the boys who work behind the cameras no way mm-hmm. oh my gosh so you didn't have another girl there to hold her no. jacket around you or anything uh-uh. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, when you got to go, you got to go, right? You really, really do. Did you sneak off and try to do it secretly? Or did you tell the guys like, listen, turn your backs. I'm about to whip it out. No, I had to be honest because you also think of Las Vegas. There's no trees. It's a desert. Yeah, it's just like maybe some sagebrush, but probably not. Yeah, no, not I'm like places where you want it. Behind a door of the van and like a cactus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you needed a feminine urine director, although I I bought some of those as a gag gift once. I've never actually even given them out. Somebody really invite me to a white elephant party so I can give my feminine urine director. Come on. 
<laughs> but I hear they don't work very well. I can't oh, imagine. But oh my goodness. You remind me of um see, I didn't sleep well, and it's all your fault because you kept me up with work. <laughs> but um now I'm trying to think of an oh Jumanji. You know the recent Jumanji with Jack Black? Yes. And his character is inhabited by a girl and she has to go potty and then she's like, oh, there's a handle. <laughs> It's Jack Black saying that, right? But there's a girl inside of him. And, there's a handle. This is so cool. <laughs> we don't have a handle, dang it. No, we don't. Seriously. <laughs> but we get to have babies. That's what I always tell my daughters. They're like, well, this is not fair. And what do you mean we have to have cramps and we have to bleed? Because we're not quite there, but we're getting close, right? Yeah, we're like, talking all about it and they're imagining. Yeah. Yeah. But babes, babe, you get to have babies. It's so great. And then, of course, they do. Well, you didn't because I had a hard time. <laughs> like, oh. well, yeah, okay. Oh, my gosh. That's uh... – and then you probably didn't have anything to wipe with, eh? No. Did it drip dry? Yeah, there was a drip dry situation. At least it's real, real dry in Vegas, so it probably drip dry pretty fast. <laughs> right, right. It's very true. And not cold. It probably wasn't cold, so you got that going for you. <laughs> no, it was very hot. That place <laughs> and nothing else is super, super hot. Oh my gosh. One time when I was in Vegas, I was there for a part of medical school and my dad told me if your car overheats, you have to turn the heater on and open the windows and aim the vents out the windows to keep the heat off your engine until you get where you're going. Is that a real thing? Yeah. I didn't know that. It actually happened to me. And I did what he said because I'm a rule follower, by golly. I'll never forget. It was 114 degrees that day. And when I stepped out of my car into the 114 day, I felt like I was stepping into a cool breeze. That's how hot it had been inside oh. my car. Running the heat. But, you know, I got where I was going and everything was fine. <laughs> but yeah, Vegas is a trip. Yeah. How long were you in Vegas? We lived there for two years. And actually, interestingly enough, since we are like, we were landlocked and we are sand people. We were mm. kind of worried about it, but it was the best news market on earth. And we met some of our absolute best friends. It's now where my, you know, my godkids are there, our best friends. Um, it was, That's it was awesome. a great time in our life. Just two short years. Wow. And it was not all for naught. Well, here's what I love about Vegas, the shopping and the restaurants. Shopping and the restaurants and great theater. Yeah. And, and it's all open. Exactly. Not now, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell me about one time when you were recording a live stream. Okay. So I was recording a live stream and I, I try to just off the cuff, like I'll just record something and post it and, you know, kids come in and out and dogs come in and out. It's like that. So I never stop and edit and cut and I just don't do that. And so I'm going through this and I have my phone. I'm doing it to my phone. I'm probably about six minutes in. And I'm talking about Jesus. Girl, I'm talking about Jesus. You are bearing your soul. And I'm like preaching. And mm -hmm. I don't know if the light changed and I got a reflection of myself. And I get closer and I get closer. And I'm looking in my camera. And there is like huge, like has its own head of spinach in my teeth. Oh, no. After I had been hands up praising Jesus and I so and I didn't stop you're like hopefully they were all closing their eyes <laughs> I was like oh my goodness do I have spinach in my teeth are you watching this right now and I have spinach in my teeth and then I started laughing hysterically I will tell oh you though gosh. it was probably one of the most watched things that I put on Instagram and it's similar to a time when I was praying for a woman who was going through infertility and I was like okay I'm just gonna pray and that is always God speaking through me it's not me right but for mm -hmm, some mm -hmm. reason, I don't know, he was having a cup of coffee. He, she was having a cup of coffee. Whatever was happening, there were no words coming. It was the worst prayer oh, ever. Golly. I was like, Jesus, give me the word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate that. I know. In both of those situations with spinach and then with the prayer, I felt like that allowed me to become 
more just like every other girl, kind of like your podcast is all about. Yep. It allows you to be broken just like everybody else. And then we feel so much better about ourselves. It's like the fast track to intimacy because people can really see you rather than seeing the facade you're trying to put up, right? Even right. though, you know, we don't mean to put up a facade, but we're no. just trying to put our best foot forward. Well, it's just not normal to always have your best foot forward. So. Right. <laughs> Do you happen to still have either of those videos? Yes. The one with the spinach in my teeth is still on Instagram from this summer. Okay. I'm going to link to it. Fantastic. Awesome. So if you want to see that video, go to the show notes and click on the link and there it will be. (laughs) I love it. That's so cute. This episode is brought to you by Shelfie Shop. Shelfies are women's loungewear made out of luxurious, soft, cozy fabric. Every outfit has the perfect weight built-in shelf bra for some coverage without adding bulk, a little bit of support, and separation. Just because we're hanging out at home or want to be comfy doesn't mean we don't want to be cute, right? You can rip off the bra at the end of the day, throw on your shelfies, And should the doorbell ring or your kids bring friends home, you are covered. You look adorable, you feel wonderful, and you could even run to the store if you need to, and nobody would know that you're in public in your pajamas. Shelfies are manufactured in small, handmade, limited edition batches. Head to shelfieshop.com today to grab yours before they're all gone. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Use the coupon code FANCYFREE. You will get free shipping no matter what you order. Do you have a life hack that you think the listeners would love? The one that I love is run in place while you're brushing your teeth. So first of all, you have to be a little coordinated. <laughs> but it's- I would make a mess in my bathroom, but I'm going to try it. Believe me. I'm it um, but here's the thing. First of all, first thing in the morning, it's good to get your body moving anyway. If you are somebody who is kind of like obsessed with your Fitbit or your Apple Watch, it's a great way to get in extra steps and multitask. And it's just great, first of all, to wake up in the morning and move and then right before Mm -hmm. bed just to kind of get your muscles going and and mm -hmm. release it. I love it. And see, I am a bad girl because I'm married to a dentist and I have a Sonicare toothbrush, which he says is the best. And it believe is. me, I am really bad about flossing. And yet when I get my teeth clean, the gal's always like, wow, these teeth look great. I'm like, mm, really? <laughs> but I never do it for the full two minutes because I'm very impatient. Yes, me too. But okay, I just got a Fitbit. It's It looks like an Apple Watch, but it's a Fitbit and I love it. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. I just have had it for a few days. But I tell you what, I'm a runner. I'm a runner who has bad hips right now. So I haven't been running. Then I got a Peloton and then now I'm going to cut this out because I just really don't. Well, maybe I won't. And then I got a hemorrhoid because I'm in, I'm in my 40s and I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the heck? Okay, so. Then, so I basically just, I'm not, I'm not in an exercising phase right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm an exerciser sort of by history. I was a competitive gymnast and then I did CrossFit for a long time until I broke my body down too much. And then I was a runner for a long time and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so right now I'm only getting like 5,000 steps a day and my silly Fitbit tells me every hour, like, okay, 63 more steps. Yeah. And I love that because I'm like, oh, okay. I'm very obedient. So I will get up and like go upstairs and go back downstairs. Yeah. So running in place while you're brushing your teeth. I love it. I think that's brilliant for so many reasons, like you said, just to get the blood pumping. And it'll also probably make me do the two minutes on my teeth because I want the credit on my Fitbit, right? For the whole Absolutely. Steps. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Love it. 
those Fitbits are helpful. They really encourage you to do things like park far away and things like that. You know, they're a life hack in themselves. Yes. I am an efficiency junkie. I think it comes from multitasking my whole life. And when I was yes. in medical school, my mantra was like, make it snappy. Like, do not waste my time. I have so many things to do. So I'm not lazy, but I love efficiency. So I'm always trying to find the closest parking spot to the point where I will drive around. But with the <laughs> Fitbit, it's like, wait, it doesn't matter. I'll just nope. park far away. And that's actually a life hack in itself. If you're someone who always loses your car, if you park in the furthest parking spot instead of the closest one, then you can always find your car. But efficiency always went out and I never did that. Well, maybe now I will. Yeah. Extra steps. So then not only am I getting more exercise and I'm not searching and searching for a parking spot, but I'm not going to lose my car. It's like a win, win, win. I love it. (laughs) What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too? I devour and listen to Max Lugavere's podcast. I have a mother who has dementia and has for 12 years. And Mm. I am very into fitness and wellness as well. But he went through the same thing. But he has done all the research. So he talks to some of the leading physicians, doctors, and it's not just in the dementia realm. It's all food, wellness, stress. His podcasts are phenomenal. I feel like he does all the legwork for me. So whereas I could go try and read these people, he kind of does it and does the podcasts and you just learn so much. So I've been been devouring that. So is it The Genius Life? Is that the one? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read the Apple summary. It says, you don't have to be born a genius to become one. Follow health and science journalist, New York Times bestselling author, TV personality, and nutrition expert, Max Lugavere, as he speaks to the most insightful minds of our time about what it means to live like a genius. Yeah. I'm going to subscribe right now. Yeah, you'll love it. Tell my listeners all of the places they can find you, what the titles of your books are, and where is your preference for where they would buy them? Yay. Well, I always say go to indie bookstores if you can, if you if they yes. have them. Please support local businesses. I know it's super easy to do it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So if that's it, then go for it. My books are Where's My Crown for Acting Like Everything is Fine, A Guide to Royally Surviving Life's Waiting Periods, which is extremely relevant to everybody right now and the weight that we've been in. And that's all about real how-to and I give you boil it down to things that you can take away and do to really survive life's weight. And then my other, my first book is Five Months Apart, um, Story of Infertility, Faith, and Grace. And that is the story of my daughters who are just five months apart, how that came about and really helped anybody who's in a waiting period for the longing of their heart. For me, it was having a child. And it also dives deep into kind of some of the problems with adoption and how to navigate that world and how to really find healing and sharing your story if you've been through miscarriage and infertility because we're not alone. So many women have gone through it and they feel embarrassed and ashamed. I mean, one of the things I talk about is every time I had one, I still went to work that day. Like if I had a cold, I wouldn't go to work. Why do we feel like we have to power through something as heartbreaking and devastating as that? Yeah. So those are my books. I'm most active on Instagram and my website is kirsten-lindquist.com. I recently kind of walked away from Facebook a little bit to give that a try for my own headspace. So I'm kind of sticking to Instagram and Pinterest and my website right now, but it's great. Awesome. Okay. I will link to all of those things in the show notes. Oh my gosh, Kirsten, you have been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I have had so much. It is just like talking to a girlfriend. And thank you for everything you're doing for everybody out there. 
Oh, thank you. That is so sweet. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast this week. Wasn't Kirsten awesome? She was so much fun. And I'm not a QVC lover, but I'm going to have to check her out on QVC. I'm so curious to know how that goes down. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 85 to get all the links that we discussed today. Our next episode, instead of making you wait till next Monday, we're going to squeeze a regular episode in on Wednesday where I'm interviewing Casey O'Rory. Casey has a wonderful offer for moms and her offer is timely. So if you are a mom and you were interested in enlisting a little bit of help for this season, then definitely come back on Wednesday, listen to Casey's interview and then grab up Casey's offer The easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode of Fancy Free is to subscribe, so make sure you do that. New episodes will pop into your feed each week. If you have an embarrassing story to tell, I would love to hear it. Go to FancyFreePodcast.com and click the red button and do a voice recording, or you can send me an email at NotFancy at FancyFreePodcast.com. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. The question of the week this week is, what is the weirdest place you've ever had to pee? Make sure to check out Shelfie Shop at S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com and use the code Fancy Free for free shipping. Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.